Good times continue on this Thanksgiving weekend. Back at it on BetQL Daily. I'm Jim Rodriguez with my guy, the machine, Sean Levine, and a cast of thousands on the BetQL app. Catch us on twitch.tv backslash BetQL. You can stream us on the Odyssey app, the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, and, of course, on Twitter at BetQL Daily. So, Machine, before we uh, wrapped it up yesterday, I set the over-under in terms of plates and naps at two and a half. That was my parlay. I was happy to say that I went over each. What about you? Congratulations on hitting your own parlay. I'm sure that felt pretty good. Um, yeah, well, I got a little bit of a nap line, in, right? Yeah, good for you. Uh, I, you know, I have to do the double Thanksgiving thing like a lot of people do where I went to my own families and then I went to my girlfriend's families. And that it, napping over at that house is completely forbidden, even though I would love nothing more to do than just a nap completely through my girlfriend's Thanksgiving. So, no, I, I hit the unders on that one, unfortunately. But I did hit a couple of actual bets, so I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So let's let let's go over uh, what went down on Turkey Day. You know, we went three games. Uh, one I was deliriously happy about, and we'll start with that one between the Giants and the Cowboys. Danny Dimes did it again. The little backdoor cover machine. It was Giants plus ten. Little touchdown late. Got it to eight. Cowboys win twenty eight twenty. Danny Dimes. 15 and 5 now against the spread as an underdog on the road or a neutral site and 8 and 3 in the division that was easy work right <laughs> hey J-Rod, you tried to tell us man you were talking about this one all show yesterday you got to take the giants there's too many points they're not that bad they're not going to win the game but they are going to cover and then with like a couple of minutes left in the game i was getting ready to fire off the text and say dude why'd you cost me the money I didn't need to take those points. The Cowboys are a much better team. And then somehow, some way, like you said, backdoor cover for the Giants. That is a um, that's a scary team to bet on, the New York Giants. Frankly, I think that their their record is not a very good indicator of how good they really are, right? They're seven and four by the end of this thing. If they only win two more games and end up nine and eight and fighting for a playoff spot, I don't think anybody's gonna be very surprised. But let's just call it what it is. They have like the 25th best quarterback in the NFL. Daniel Jones just he's, he's scary to bet on. He did he did, however, hit his prop once again, going over 200 yards, which seems pretty pedestrian. He, he threw for 228 yesterday, which is only the third time this season that he's gone over 200 yards. So, congratulations on the cover. This could be the uh, the beginning of the end for the New York Giants. Yeah, they they have been. You know, listen, whenever I see Danny Dimes on the road, it's almost like an automatic bet. And if, if he's a if he's an underdog and they're on the road, cling, we're betting that. The early game turned out to be a wild one between the Bills and the Lions, and we told you to take the Lions plus the points. And sure enough, you know we 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 took it on the chin. We I had the over fifty four and a half. Bills win twenty eight twenty five on a walk off game-winning field goal but man the thing that I want to get into and of course every sports investor sports better gambler whatever you want to call it Jim Nance the jinx of all jinx hello friends killed us when he when he when he jinxed the the the, the Lions kicker you know when he said oh he hasn't missed a field goal and he, and he shanked a 29-yard field goal all hell broke loose and that that field goal that he hit late 
would have given him the lead and stayed instead of tying the game up at 25. Yeah, very close game, entertaining game, considering all the bad Lions games that we've seen. And quite frankly, I thought there was a chance that Buffalo was going to end up running away with this thing. Bigger picture, J-Rod, what are the Bills? The Lions are done, right? Like, they yeah. were on a nice little winning streak there and at the beginning of the year, you know, the hard knocks, and they were kind of fun to watch. But they're they're cooked now, so we don't need to talk too much about them. They're 4-7. and seven. But but the Bills, now that they're 8-3, and three, right, and it's the second-best record behind the Chiefs in the AFC, and we know how talented they are, damn it, they are one of the weirdest 8-3 and three teams that I've ever seen in my entire life. You don't want to bet on them because they is. don't cover very much. Their wins, very some of them are kind of head-scratching, right? They're a very weird eight and three. It's not, it, it doesn't feel right. But if I'm a Bills fan, I think it actually gives me more confidence going forward. And if I'm a futures better, I think now's the time to get a little bit of money on Buffalo. A lot of people did that at the beginning of the year, right? They had a ton of money pouring in on them. Josh Allen had a ton of money coming in to win the MVP. I think now might be the time to get Buffalo because of what we're talking about. They haven't looked right. They haven't even looked very good, quite frankly. Josh Allen has looked like a rookie sometimes with the mistakes that he's made. And they're eight and three. So you would think that the best is still yet to come for this Buffalo team. Yeah, and and it and it's weird. And I think, you know, they're five, five, and one against the spread, but I think that's more that that's a little misleading and it's and it's unfair. I mean, it is what it is. I just think it's it's a product of these lines are so big that they have to cover that they don't get there, you know, and 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 at the end of the day, they're eight and three and they're winning these games like this. But keep that in mind. And again, they're the Thursday night game next week to kick off week 13 against the Patriots. So that'll be very interesting to see what what numbers we get there, what the line looks like there a week uh, next Thursday night uh, against the Patriots. And speaking of the Patriots, they closed out uh, the, the Thanksgiving feast, the triple header. Pretty wild game. I had the under at 42 and a half, and they blew that out of the water. Minnesota winning 33 to 26. Mac Jones, 382 yards after not being able to do anything against the Jets. Kirk Cousins wins a game in primetime. Justin Jefferson had a big game as usual. There was a reversed touchdown. There was a kickoff return for a touchdown. Pretty pretty entertaining game for to, to wrap up the night. Yeah, can you imagine being me, the guy that decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to parlay both these quarterbacks. I'm going to take a same-game parlay on BetMGM, and I'm just going to try to hit both these quarterbacks are going to have over 300 yards, thinking, uh, what are the chances my 18-to-1 hits? And then Mac wow. Jones goes out there and has 382, and I'm like, all right, this could happen. Kirk Cousins is cooking. He threw the ball 37 times. He had 30 completions, and wait for it. 299 yards. So I didn't get paid on my long shot parlay. However, I was also on the Vikings. And what were you thinking playing the unders on this game? Did you not see a bunch of points? I understand that both these teams did not put up a bunch of points the week before. That's why you should have taken the overs, my guy. Yeah, I, I I believed way too much in that Patriot defense. Uh, way too much. Maybe there was some recency bias with the way the Jets could, the way the Patriots couldn't move the ball against the Jets. Got bailed out with a kickoff return for a touchdown. And and I I thought the I thought the the Vikings would win the game. I thought they would do a lot of the heavy lifting. Like I thought it would be one of these you know twenty eight to ten kind of games. You know I. I didn't think it would be 33-26. And then, and remember, there was another touchdown reverse, so there could have been even more points in this game. We could have gotten in the mid-60s at, at this point in this game. Uh, but very interesting. And I will say this, Machine, what's 
What's more uneasy, the Bills at eight and three or the Vikings at nine and two? That's a great question. I think that Minnesota at least showed us that after getting punched in the face, and they got punched in the face, they got first round KO'd last week against Dallas, and then they came back and won this game, and I was impressed. Like, the way that they were able to kind of go back and forth, they got down early on in this game, they ended up coming back, and I think that Minnesota, again, not as good as their record indicates. I'd say that about basically every team in the NFC. We can talk about Philly, we can talk about the Vikings, we keep having this conversation, but from a Patriots perspective, man, the difference in losing that game last night versus winning is so big. So now their record tells me that they're six and five opposed to seven and four, and they play in that division where all those teams are over 500. So I'm not going to say the Patriots are out of it. It's kind of a jumbled mess toward the bottom of that ASC playoff picture. But with a win last night, man, they'd be looking great. Now they're looking anything but. So I actually think that it was a bigger loss for the Patriots than it was a win for the Vikings. Because look at the division the Vikings play in, man. It sucks like a what's a good vacuum? A shark? It sucks like a sharp vacuum. I mean, they are that that division, the NFC North is terrible. So the Vikings were going to win that one, win, lose, or draw. For the Patriots, now it's going to be an uphill battle. And I think for anything, I think if you're a Vikings fan, I think the fact that you won a game like this. Kirk Cousins wins in prime time because again, these are the games that they that they fold. These are the games that they always lose. And and but I still go back to what we always say: like who have the Vikings beaten? They, they, their two losses are against Philly and Dallas, and the rest of it not that impressive wins. Other than the Buffalo game, which they totally you know pulled out of their butts. Not exactly the most impressive resume if you're the Vikings, but to your point, they're going to win the division. They're going to get a home game, um, and anything could happen when you get into the tournament. But, man, my confidence level is not high on, on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, despite what they were to do, because they're beating bad teams. I think that they probably – it depends on – who they match up against, and if they can end up getting that bye. Remember, when they expanded the playoffs a couple of years ago, J-Rod, it's become so much more important to get that bye because now there's only one, not two. So if you get it, essentially, you don't have to play. Then you get a home game, and then you're on your way to the Super Bowl. So uh, if you win the next game, obviously. So it's uh, so much of a different path that, let's say, Minnesota, if they end up that one seed, versus Philadelphia, there's still a few teams, mathematically, you know, now that the season's starting to get a little bit shorter, that could end up with that one seed. But, man, I think it's the same thing in the AFC while we're having this conversation. Like, we can talk about who's better on paper. Is it Baltimore? Is it Kansas City? Is it Buffalo? Ultimately, I think that whoever ends up winning the Super Bowl ends up being a one seed. And probably whoever that one seed is from the AFC for exactly what we're talking about. I mean, imagine the difference – and having to either sleep in your own bed, have a bye, watch everybody else play on TV, right? And then you got a home path to the Super Bowl versus having to play that first game. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that can trip you up and then having to go on the road, especially to Kansas City in a place that's hosted four straight AFC championship games. So these teams better keep winning in the regular season to go after that one seed more than ever. Yesterday here on BetQL Daily, literally I was that many days old when I when I realized because I think it was either you you told me this that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Isn't that crazy? They've all been home games for him. That's that's insane. And it shows you the dominance and being that number one seed and winning the division, but he's never played a road playoff game. That's that's wild. 
to be fair, they needed some stuff the Chiefs did to work out for them last year. They weren't the one seed going into the playoffs like they had been three previous years when they hosted it. Tennessee was. Tennessee had to lose. Some funky stuff had to happen ahead of them. Sure, but ultimately, and, that, and, that's, and that's the playoffs. That's the game. I'll give you a better stat than what you just gave me with Patrick Mahomes. I went my entire life, right? I think in Arrowhead was born was uh, around before I was born. I think Arrowhead, I want to say 1972, it came around. Had never hosted an AFC championship game. In fact, the Chiefs had only played in one AFC championship game. It was 94-95. That was the Joe Montana team. It was on the road against the Buffalo Bills, right? So Arrowhead had been around for that long and never hosted an AFC championship game. And then they hosted one, and they hosted two, and they hosted three, and they hosted four in a row. That's where we stand right now. So I think if anybody's going to dethrone the Chiefs in the AFC you better not have to go to Arrowhead Stadium because if you do, there's a pretty good chance that the Chiefs are going to win those games. Well, and Josh Allen has had a a field level seat or, or you know view the last couple of years trying to win games in Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, it's 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 it, again. I don't feel as confident this year. To me, it's the Chiefs and everyone else in the AFC again. I, the Chiefs have quietly the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs have been greatly exaggerated. Oh, Cheetah's gone. They're never going to win another game. Patrick Mahomes exposed. Ah, oh, here we are. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, that guy leading the league in touchdown passes, right? He is right now the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. And frankly, you tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm in this bubble here that's known as Kansas City, lifelong Chiefs fan, season ticket holder. So you tell me if I'm wrong. You'd be crazy to put your money on anybody else to win the MVP. Like Patrick Mahomes, no matter what he does, based on the numbers that he's putting up, based on how good his team is, and the love that the voters have for him, I mean, you might as well empty the bank account on him to win MVP, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a sneakerhead. He puts bath bombs in his, in his in, you know, he has jazz baths. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Hey, real quick, speaking, speaking of jazz baths, I don't know what, what kind of transi- transition is that. Hey, the World Here Cup's go. going on. Here we go. This has been the wildest World Cup. I mean, we're, 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 what, four days into the World Cup. We've seen Argentina lose. We've seen, you know... More, more create Mexico tie. The U.S. blew a, blew a game, and, and they tied. And a couple of more shockers today. Wales, who was my big parlay of the day, Wales got shut out by Iran 2 to nothing today. Uh, Senegal's mm. beating Qatar right now. The U.S., it, bring, it, bring out the, 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 the flashback to the revolution. It's the U.S. against England today in a huge game in Group B. And, and Argentina, Mexico tomorrow. But I think the one thing that really stood out, and, and you can say what you want, Cristiano Ronaldo scored a goal yesterday for Portugal. It was a penalty kick. He has now scored in five separate World Cups. That is insane, considering it's once every four years. Once every four years, five different World Cups Cristiano Ronaldo has scored. And Brazil, looking like Brazil as usual, they're the favorites to win the World Cup at plus 250. France, the defending champion, at plus 650. Um, pretty wild day, and I love today, and we'll get into it on our best bets, I love the USA. I got some great bets on this USA-England matchup today, and we'll get into that next. But first, coming up, we're going to take a break. We're going to get into Week 12, the Sunday games. Don't go anywhere. With the machine, I'm J-Rod on BetQL Daily. 